go to fourthwatchradio.com and click the support our ministry tab, and there you'll find the new mailing address. We are no longer using the Georgia mailing address, so please make note of that. Finally, the Android app is back. So be sure to download your copy for free in the Google Play Store or follow the link Boy, on the website. Now, tonight we have a very special show. Ow. We are in the studio with Russ Dizdar, and this is going to be an amazing discussion. It's such a blessing to have him here. Many of you know that we're working on the upcoming film project over at Skywatch, Defender Films, Fall Brothers Productions. But to have Russ Dizdar right here in the studio, it is such a blessing. So we are going to go ahead and welcome on Russ Dizdar from ShadowTheDarkness.net. Russ, welcome to the Fourth Watch. How are you tonight? Well, good, 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 good to see you, and uh, good to be here in the studio. We mentioned the students over the Skype, so you're looking at no one, so I get to see your great face and good to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here, Russ, and uh, tell us a little bit about your background. I know many people know who you are already, but for those of you who don't know who you are and what you do and your calling, your very uh, specific calling in ministry, let everybody know that. Sure. Uh, I mean, ultimately, it's just an evangelism. Since the day I got saved, it's just, you know, evangelism and reaching the rest of the world. I came out of darkness. I came out of, uh, you know, jobs, cultures, and all kind of stuff, and, and tried to be a Buddhist for a number of years. But when I got saved, it was all about just reaching individuals. That included, though, engaging people with demonized, and then we end up with some really heavy, underground, satanic, you know, ritually against people in 1980. And then from 1980, we just kind of opened the door and said, God, I just said, God, I'll open the door. Send us what we want to, and from that time to this, we're talking hundreds of cases of heavy people simply with ritual abuse, which led us into, uh, you know, getting deliverance, you know, kicking out the demons, expelling them, seeing Jesus bring healing to the broken, fragmented lives. But it also involved uh, massive, um, we wanted to research, wanted to find out if these stories, you know, of ritual sites and bones and, and, and the ornament of the truth. So we, we built a team in the early 80s, it's now called 14-1, and we've been all over in New York and the, you know, around the world in about 90 cities. So we track the bad guys too, the undergraduates too, and it's huge, it's massive. So we invest a lot of our time, of course, as part of the calling, um, and it's just satanic ritual abuse, which is the tools they use to forge um, individuals they call chosen ones. It's a huge story. It's hard to talk about it in just a few moments, but we're talking 100 million victims on a daily scale right now. Uh, they're not just the United States, but they're here in the city. And it involves some uh, cases that we've got to go to the feds over, law enforcement over. It's led us in the law enforcement and police academy, police academy a little bit. Um, that's, so we focus on it. We go after victims. Um, and it's uh, it is really a supernatural battle, though, because uh, they get real powers. They really do operate in demonic presence and powers, and and without anybody dealing with them, they they must be run free. They run they run, run free, and it corresponds to biblical prophecy and where we are in history. But the overwhelming authority and the incredible power of God, as long as we're walking that way and praying that way and engaging, it's unbelievable you know, what we discovered, what we've uncovered. Let alone finding Ow. weapons and sometimes extract. Ding dong. Ding dong, ding dong. That bites. <clears throat> when you get on with something really hot, it bites. It bites so hard. I just pray that 
I don't want to think about what I've had to endure before. A hundred times fold. Not glad. The environment, how we can get my face hurts. I don't like it. I've been a burn victim. But nobody can see the burns, thank God. Thank God I lived through it. I thought I wasn't going to. But I ever felt so much pain. My hand shouldn't be right. My hand should not be right. I don't know how much you can tell us, and we, I, I definitely want to get into to your book, Expelling the Darkness, but can you tell us a couple, uh, maybe maybe a case or two of some of the, the craziest stuff that you've had to face? Sure, I mean... And one thing we should know, and this is part of the reason for the book, the book is actually coming from a training manual that I turned it into a book. It's really kind of like a discipleship thing telling believers, hey, we've been given for you. Most believers don't understand that. When I was a local pastor, we did all this training. We taught our people to be filled with the Spirit of God, to be, uh, to be to have authority to deal with demons, to, to know what the armor of God was, you know, to be in the Word of God. So that's just necessary. All believers have been given authority. I don't have any more than anybody else. Now, I'll be in Dallas in a few weeks, and, or a few days, rather, and I'll, I'll be at other conferences. And the truth is, people will come just for the deliverances, and there'll be a line, sometimes two, three hours long. But I'm going to be very clear. I tell anyone, I have no more authority than anybody else. Jesus said, I have given you. This is Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, verse 19. I have given to you authority. And, and look at the concept to tread, to crush, to trample the dark side, to overcome all the power of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. Now, the sad thing is many believers never never been taught that at all, never been told they have this. We have been given this. We just I just simply teach people, appropriate it. Acknowledge that you have it. Like Romans 6 says, count yourself dead to sin because you are. Count yourself dead to sin alive to Christ. That's part of what we count and appropriate and take in. So every believer can do this. Every believer can be filled with the Spirit, be a soul winner, be deep in the Lord. You know, to really walk in, 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 a, in a proper way, I believe we've been designed to be like a powerhouse for God. Not, not this weakness that we see around us. I believe churches, think in terms of the local church even, the gathering is where Christ is supposed to be actually present. God is going to be dwelling there. So I, I constantly say, and we'll say it in Dallas to the conference this year, when we gather together, it is the most supernatural place on the planet. God's presence, think in terms of prayer, worship, the word, giftings, working, people getting saved, all of that collectively, I mean, it should be God all over the place. In our lives, God should be all over our lives in the sense of what we're doing. Um, no believer, once, especially you know your authority to walk in the Lord, it helps drive out all the fear issues. It just simply drives it all out. Uh, the scripture's true, the righteous should be as bold as a lion. Uh, and the wicked should flee. So when Jesus launched the church, you know, the church he said he's going to build, the gates of hell and what's coming out of it, will not prevail, can't withstand the onslaught of the church. Uh, and that's what we see in the book of Acts. Nobody can stop those guys. He had to kill them to stop them. So that's that's what I love about those guys, especially Philip. He's my, he's my little hero of the book of Acts. Young guy, second generation. But when you read Acts chapter 8 and see him just, I mean, God all over his life, he unleashes the kingdom in the city, a dark, demonized city with a sorcerer there. You see people get saved, healed. Demons are going out screaming. That's the chapter. If I can, if I can get 10 million believers 
to that level, if I could be at that, you know, all of us could, and we can be, that's that's the good thing. So that's what the book's all about, training us to what we have, what we know, what we should know. Um, lack of biblical content, lack of that truth inside of us does create um, fear in believers. You know, I don't know how to do it. What do I do? Uh, and, and it shouldn't be that way. We should learn our authority and armor of God in the first six months of discipleship. It would cut half of the counseling that goes on in the church down. If you if you train believers to be what they're supposed to be in the early days, they're able to help take care of themselves. They're able to go to the Lord. They're able to go to pray. They're, they're able to search the word. They're able to you know know what demonic presence is. Instead of being under oppression and being beat up all the time, Christians come and say, I've been beat up all the time. I've been beat up for years. It's like, why? If you don't know authority, if you don't know armor, if you don't know how to use the word live in it, Sure, that's going to happen, but that's not the way God intended us to be. So the book is overwhelmingly a push to stop the madness of carnality, stop the madness of cheap Christianity, stop the madness of this weakness and anemia. We've been created, we're God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do those good works he prepared in advance. Uh, we are to be powerhouses, and you see this in the book of Acts, and Jesus is the same today. So stories of it. Five-year-old girl coming into a church down in the nursery. I'm teaching on the subject upstairs to adults. Churches all over. The little kids come upstairs. Little girl walks past. She's playing. Little flower dress. My wife comes. She's on her way home. She was taking care of the nursery kids. She comes back to the church, walks into the sanctuary. We're all there. You know, this is just after church stuff. And she says, "I ha- the Lord wants me to come back. That little girl needs to be prayed for. Because in the nursery, she turned to me, pointed her finger at me, and said, Satan wants to break your arm. I think there's something wrong. Soon as that was said, the little girl saw this. She went full manifestation demonic on the floor. Little five-year-old girl in a dress. You should have heard the volume of the voice, no. the demon voice coming out. Every explicit cuss word, curse word screaming word, blasphemy towards oh, God. Baby, baby. Her, her mother oh. actually had to go get her from under the pews, slide her and, and grab a hole of her, fighting and fray, and, and then she brings her to me. Soon as I put my arms on a little girl, we started to pray. She went instantly limp. Um, others have never seen this. One, one, one believer started doing like a little war dance. I was like, what are you? I was, I, I, in my mind, I'm watching all this go on because they've never seen a demon manifest. I can tell you stories of a pastor that when he saw it, he just gripped the chair and he was terrified. Um, and we got rid of that demon and this kid in like 30 seconds. Uh, but in this case, um, some people just started ye- you know, yelling praises to God. Some people were just saying, Jesus, Jesus. And then this one individual, just kind of, I just think they were stomping around doing like a war dance, which I didn't know what that was. So, you know, God gave us authority and you were to order them. So when I was just beginning to pray to say stop, you know, spirit to stop, you know, do this to the little girl, she instantly went limp. But the demon left her and went. Her mother was sitting there, went right on the mother. The mother went to the floor um, because we found out the mother was in deep witchcraft behind the scenes. Oh, and this was a transference, and she was letting her daughter come into it and bringing her daughter into it, and behind the scenes, all in darkness. So the demon that was just instantly kicked out of the little bit, you know, the five-year-old went back on the mother. The mother went to the floor. You know how they say, just fit all over the floor, just like a snake. And so we all turned that direction, commanded, and, and, and instantly she was released. And the demon released her. Um, 
teenagers that were downstairs, and they had a kid that was oppressed with the demon. They went through some prayers of these kids. All of a sudden, they went screaming, yelling, running. Demonic presence is real. And, and the, there was this massive episode that started with a little girl. But without the authority of Jesus, there would have been nothing done. Without anybody discerning that something was going wrong, nothing would have been done. And a five-year-old uh, would have been demonized and... and uh, and the mother, into it herself, she opened the doors to all of this. It was generational. And actually, the biblical word for you know, possession is diamonozoic. And it literally just means demonized. You can be demonized, you know, outwardly on you, partially in you, or like Mark chapter 5. But this little girl was in Mark chapter 5, <laughs> where the demon was speaking through her, and then the mother. And yet, the authority of Jesus is Mark 1, Mark 2, Mark 5, her completely. And of course, then you get them to yield to the Lord, renounce things, close the doors, and 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 be clean from that moment on. Unbelievable. One thing that comes to mind right now, um, I, I'm thinking about my early days when I first started studying demons. Um, the name itself, when we go back to the root word, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is it daemon? Daemonian, yeah, yeah. Now, when, when you when you study this this original word, it carries this idea of almost like an extreme intelligence. Am, am I right about it's that? It, yeah, they're, they're definitely that. intelligent. They're, you know, they're demons, unclean spirits, and there's different titles given to them. They're all the same, but we've got to understand these are these are suprahuman beings. These are entities that have mind, that have will. Like look at Revelation 12, where Satan is in wrath, angry. He's angry. Uh, so um, they are um, they are beyond us in intelligence. They're faster. They're stronger. And then when they get into somebody, they can make that person move fast. Things are going on. Look at Mark 5. The guy can break chains. That were on us. So they become like the, the, the strength of ten men sometimes. Uh, but they're they're real entities. They they exude powers. Of course, they're all the darkest of the dark and unclean and 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 always wanting to damage individuals. Uh, they they know who we are before we even perceive them. So these these hyper intelligent beings, which I know you and I have talked, we we believe that they go back to um, the Nephilim before the flood. Now uh, in this, and, and I want to get into the, this this idea of the categories here in just a few minutes. But uh, before we do that. Considering that they're they're hyper intelligent beings, they're beings that are outside of the human category directly. They oftentimes can come with knowledge of the future. Now, I I, I don't want to give them too much credit here because they're liars. They're, demons are liars. We need to understand that. But you know, we have we have the story of the girl in the book of Acts, and she had the gift of soothsaying. Now, it's not really a gift. It was a demonic possession. Uh, she was called out by by the apostles and. Uh, the demon was then cast out of her, and then her pimps, uh, I call, I, I always, people always laugh when I say that, but in, in reality, it was like her pimps, her handlers, uh, they get ticked off because now Paul has, Paul has literally um, messed up their, their lucrative business of making money off of her soothsaying or her fortune telling. Um, this is one of those passages that, that we kind of go back to and we realize that demons can bring about what might appear in the modern world as a gift of fortune-telling or a gift of prophecy, if you will. And I want to be careful how I say this, because there are a lot of people in the modern church that are being demonized. Um, there seems to be these people that are self-appointed prophets. Um, they, they, they basically come around and they, they feel that they can literally turn the prophecy on at any given moment, and they can give a prophecy to any person at any time. You can just go to a little prophecy room and you are guaranteed 
to be given a fortune per se. This makes me think back to what took place in the book of Acts. Sure, exactly. The girl was, um, and she did, she had a spirit that was predicting and they were making money off her. And you're, I, I did the same thing. I see it as they were pimping her out spiritually as they would somebody physically, you know, sexually. So they're just making money off of her. And, and, and Paul was actually, the word there is he was, he was disturbed. He was aggravated in his spirit. And he finally just turns around. Look how simple it was in the name of Jesus Christ, you know, come out or get out. And, and, and so they occurred. He addressed the demon he addressed the entity that was um, operative in her. How she got it wasn't addressed, but there's always a door, and commanded it out. And, and, it, and it did. The rest of the folks knew. And that's true. Anybody that's demonized, many times um, in the New Age movement, even in militaries, uh, blinded embrace of these dark entities, uh, they, they want the powers. They want the enhancement. They, like the Nazis said, non-human enhancement. They want non-human uh, aid. Um, energies, abilities, strengths, whatever they might give. So when a demon does come upon and or in a person, they can give supernatural insights. And now they're not infinite like God. You know, God, of course, there's a great big difference, and we should know that difference. Um, when it comes to God and prophecy, he's in the future and the past and the present all at once. Um, God is, you know, God doesn't have to look for the future. He's on the other side of the future. Whereas demons... When they're giving the fake, you know, fake prophecies and, you know, even like a sort of like the extremization hierarchy by Alice Bailey, massive book where a demon inspired the very writings that predicted. In their view, they're trying to say this prophecy, but they're predicting their agenda, um, the New Age movement. So that was laid out deeply in 1937, uh, incrementally how they would do that on a global scale and so forth. So that's, that's all real. And I'm going to emphasize this, that there are more demons operative in the world that we're living in than ever in the collective history of the world. That's my assessment in 38 years in the field. My assessment biblically and prophetically is the scriptures speak there'll be more demonic presence in every kind of category, counterfeit signs, wonders, miracles, counterfeit Christ, prophets, apostles, so forth. Every kind of supernatural thing and the big issue is Satan's able, you know the scripture, Satan's able to masquerade as an angel of light. Well, the word masquerade is methods, it's monotone. It means they have the ability to morph their presence without changing their nature. It's done by design so as the great white brotherhood, the ascended masters, the alien. Do I believe that there are enemies in the stars all over the place? Yeah, oh kinds of them are all over the place. It doesn't surprise me that we see this whole massive ufology and the entities there. They act dimensionally more than the most. I believe they are the six balls, or cosmochron. So when the Spirit of God defines um, these, Thank what we you. would always call demons, he does, he, he he uses the actual terminology showing the differences that there are um, in, we can say, rank and category, but they're actually like species. When Jesus said, this kind comes out only by prayer and fasting, the word kind or type is for the word species, like dogs. Some demons are big and huge and powerful in, in certain ways. Some are lesser. So Cosmocrater, like Ephesians 6, Principalities, powers, you know, and so forth. We read, we read the terminology. Well, there's four terms the Spirit of God to use. Cosmocrater, Archon, Exousia, and Corneus Illuminicae. 
And then in 1 Timothy 4, the Spirit of God leads Paul right there and refer to an entire other class that's going to come to bring massive deception and lead people to write demon-inspired books. They're called planos, meaning imposters with, with the intent to seduce. So when you think in terms of in the skies and all of the millions and millions of people engaging in you know, the alien issue, um, it is vast. Uh, I'm not surprised because in Ephesians 6, when we're told that our, our own personal war and struggle, spiritual battles, not against flesh and blood, but against those powers. Our battle as believers against Cosmic Crowder, Archon, Exusia, Perdeus, Lumenikai, and they're located, in that chapter there, they're located in the Epihuronos, the, the heavens right above our heads dimensionally. Or like yeah, Ephesians 2, Satan is the prince of the power of the air, the Greek word eros, meaning the immediate dense atmosphere above our heads. So globally, they operate out of that dimensional, you know, like we would consider space of the heavens, not the heaven where God is, but they operate and, they, and, they're, and, and they're just... In, you know, engaging humanity since the fall of the human race, they have the right. But we must understand, biblically, number one, the the nature, the origin, the methods, what what I believe 30 years and 40 years of you know studies in the areas, we we don't understand the agenda, how vast the agenda is. So I'll say this quickly. There's no end of the world without them driving, without their global manifesting you know, operative uh, nature. There's no mass deception. There's no antichrist, false prophet, no opening of the abyss, none of this without their uh, unprecedented, no Babylon. Look at Babylon, Revelation you know, 9, 18, where it describes the culmination, you know, every unclean spirit, you know, it, it starts, it just manifested. So we're already in, in my belief, the greatest manifestation of demonic presence in global history. But it's only a scratch of what's to come. And, and the church should be warned because we've been told in, in 1 John, it's, it, it's true in the early church, it's true right now. We're commanded, we're commanded to test the spirits to see whether they're Amen. Why? Well, and, and he writes Amen. in as I write this to you because Amen. of those who are trying to lead you astray. Amen. John is writing all about this. we got to remember that the dark side, Satan himself had no problem going right straight to Jesus' face. Amen engaging him, trying to get him to defect. Of course, he was blown out of the waters. That's good. So in Amen. first John, we read um, that we've been given, you know, this whole contrast, it's assumed in the chapter 4, we should know, the Greek word gnosko, know experientially, we should know the difference between the spirit of error and oh. the spirit of truth. We should know the difference between the spirit of God and the spirit of Antichrist. And they have the categories here to teach us what that is. So we should be able to spot that immediately. We have the Spirit of God. We have God, the Holy Spirit. So we have all kinds of occultist people, spirit, spirit guides. And then we have people coming into the church. Demons will guide people into the church to counterfeit what we really have. So when it comes to yeah. charismatic giftings and signs, and work, we have all the true stuff. Yeah. But it can be here's the thing we've got to do. All the true stuff is good and should be understood in, yeah. in every, in my view, oh, every sure. act of God, power, grace, might, work of God should be opposite. Um, so that God will be just like a little bit of that. But we need to also be able to do this with the flesh oh, and emotions sure. to deal with that. More than ever, 
We must deal with the counterfeit. Every charismatic victim, speaking in tongues, powers, healing, it can all be, it can all be counterfeit. And so counterfeits will come in, the original looks like the real, the you know, uh, the CD elect. So we have folks coming in that are more operative. They look more like psychics or spirit guys. We have people coming in that you know, have spirits that Reiki masters and shamans know. It's not just energy, it's the energy of the demon. And they, and I, I, I just believe this. I really believe this. Stuff. And I, I was a Reiki master for the four first 30 years and then for the 40 years. I believe that the body of Christ is not what it should be. In its power and in its discernment, I do believe the other side has grown extraordinary. Just like the Spirit of God said in prophecy, in us, God gave us a massive heads up. God's way ahead of the dark side. He's given us a massive intel in prophecy. To say, this is the sequence of Get prepared for this, but I give you authority to travel. Thank you, Lord. He's the one that's in the world. Literally physical on, on the health. Uh, other times, they're really attacks that they just 
all spiritual, no. constant, just we're going back and forth. Sometimes there are situations where people have what we would call a charged oh, wow. object in their home. I think almost everyone listening right now potentially has something in their home that could be a charged object. Uh, we know there's a lot of literature, uh, even movies, um, CDs, things that people might bring into their home. What could you break down about this? I, I know I'm planning on doing a full breakdown of this in, in another show. Uh, but you mentioned objects several times in our time together in the last few days. What are these things and what's the best approach to locate them and get rid of them? Show me three things. One, for all believers, we're in warfare with the world, the fallen world system. That's it's a first John's a great book on discernment, great insight that we need. We need first John the entire book embedding us to really get the right discernment. So the world your question which is our bigger powerless in our salvation, we have dynamic victory over the world and the old flesh nature, and we have dynamic victory. All in Christ. From there, we can go to Ephesians chapter 4, where the Spirit of God leads Father right to believers, the angry that don't sin, it's literally because it's, it's a good hope. It's a good Now, we need to stop. The devil's voice will only do this. The dangers of love. And when the Spirit of God says, don't give, the Greek word to us means if you can read the Greek word, you can read the Greek word. We say, oh, we're in the room right now before it's closed. So, the door starts to the door. Since you can close the world, the only way I know that you need to say, okay, if you open the door, and that thing comes, it's coming in to get us, you open the door, it's closed, it's shut. In our lives as believers, we want to shut the door to the world system. We're supposed to get shut the door to the world system. We're supposed to get shut Charter 
Uh, we talk about uh, charged objects. Can can the underworld put a demon in your object? How well will the Old Testament take you to the underworld objects to you know, hit his tent? Because if a demon is on an object, it, it can also it's, it's got an opening. It's got a, it's got like a legal right. Uh, and what we don't understand too is the whole world of you know whether it's a voodoo or whether it's Satanism and everything in between. Practitioners that know, and there's millions of them now worldwide, can suddenly be a spirit and through a ritual place that spirit on an object. Sometimes, just as a charge by an ambulance that entered the so-called to protect themselves from those spirits, sometimes with an object they have in their shop to cause people to come in, whatever the demons' charges, whatever they want. Um, it may be that they have some of the demons that are an object to curse somebody and give the object as a gift to somebody. And then the demon on the gift taken into that person's house, it can become operating and begin to cause conflict and problems. Missionaries that have gone places that didn't make a difference, they've taken charged objects that are dedicated to demon gods and like in paintings. Maybe I can't even count that. So, They tried to assimilate it by turning the name to a Babylonian name. Because uh, clothes. His well, food, it's getting time for me to get. Everything they on. did was to try to somehow suck it in. Here we are, 37 minutes into it. We'll finish that one later. I think it's time for something else for a minute. Something else for a minute. That's all I know. I got to slow down my. I'm just being more broken than the first time. Oh, my dear Jesus, have mercy and help me, Lord Jesus. Praise me, oh. Pray, let me praise myself. Praise my way home. Help me learn to love you. Show you live you and that love living me. Is that the kind to my dad? Shut up, Quick lies. I don't want to hear nothing but Jesus, okay? Because I know Jesus don't lie. Don't trust no man. No man. No way. 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 No
know me, Lord. I know you know me. I know you do. I know you're going to. You're going to blow it out of the water and out of all our pain. Yeah. 
Christian and you're failing, you can throw away all of your theology that you know about the Bible. But this night, Brother Swagger didn't give us theology on right, the message of right, the cross. He right. said, if you don't quit, right. God won't quit. <laughs> and let this song bless you.
He does um He loves a crazy person like me. He loves a person like me. It's my desire. He loves someone like me. To live for Jesus. Me. Like no one else in this world can be anymore. It's my desire. And I hurt. I'm not. To live for him. Get like my asshole. Oh, often fail him. I cost him shame. It's my desire Shine like Jesus To The blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus. The 
no gray in between. Y'all black, you got white. You know what I hate? Feel more than black and white. There's blood. Blood, blood, the blood of Jesus. Bye. 
Start recording, Mom. Uh, you ready to hear it? Uh, yes, I don't know how to sing it, but uh, I always sing the song. Would you listen to it? I gotta get split. I gotta get split. Yeah, a little bit of a warning. One day, a Christian woman entered a coffee shop. She bought a coffee and she also noticed that there were some chocolate cookies on offer. So she bought them as well. And she tried to find a...
One day, a Christian woman entered a coffee shop. She bought a coffee and she also noticed that there were some chocolate cookies on offer. So she bought them as well. As she tried to find a seat, she realised that all the tables were full, except for one seat which was opposite another man. She sits down in the seat, she picks up a coffee, puts her Bible on the table, takes a sip of coffee and starts to eat a cookie. No sooner has she done that, that the man opposite her leans forward, pulls the box of cookies towards himself and eats one and smiles at the lady. The lady cannot believe her eyes. That man has just stolen one of my cookies. She didn't want to cause a scene and she thought perhaps he does look a little bit crazy. Maybe he's just not got all of his chairs at home. So instead of saying anything, she pulled the cookies right next to her side, gave the man a deathly stare and began to eat another cookie. The man smiles at the woman, leans right across the table, drags the cookies out and eats another and goes back to his own business. The woman's blood pressure began to rise. He's stolen two of my cookies. And then this process went back and forth. The woman ate a cookie and the man ate one after her. Until eventually the man stood up and picked up the box of cookies and saw that there was only one left. He broke the cookie in half, put one half in his mouth and then handed the other to the woman. And the woman was left totally speechless. She said good riddance to that cookie thief. And then she looked down at her watch and noticed, actually, yes, I need to leave too. So she took a sip of coffee, picked up a Bible, leant over to pick up her coat. And as she pulled up her coat, she noticed that on the chair there was her box of cookies that she bought at the counter. The reality was, for all this time, she thought the man was stealing her cookies, but in fact, he was actually sharing his cookies with her. And the truth is, my dear friends, sometimes things aren't what they seem. So you and I need to learn the lesson of not being so quick to judge. The Bible says this, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And I've got to confess something to you. I can be a very judgmental Christian at times. I can be so quick to judge, so quick to be skeptical, so quick to look at someone and label them and write them off. But God never does that. The Bible says that God searches our minds and our hearts. He searches our very deepest motives and he looks at the bigger picture. So over to you now. What do you think I'm going to say to you next? Never judge a book by its cover. The crazy thing is, this world very much does judge people by the way they look, by the way they speak, by the credentials they've had. If they've not got enough followers, if they don't have the right accent, if they're not pretty enough, if they don't have these things, the world says, don't waste your time on them. But guys, here's something that's even crazier. Those very people that the world rejects are actually very often the same people that God takes and uses them mightily for his kingdom. The Bible says this, God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. The world looked at Gideon and said, there is a man who is least in all the clans. But God looked at Gideon and saw a mighty warrior. The world looked at David and saw a scruffy shepherd lad. But God looked at David and saw the king of Israel. The world looks at Moses and saw a man with a speech difficulty. But God looked at Moses and saw the leader of 
of Israel. The world looked at Noah and saw a fool, but God looked at Noah and saw a righteous man and said, I'll use that man. The world looked at Paul and saw a man who was weak and unimpressive, but God looked at Paul and saw an apostle who would write much of the New Testament. The world even looked at Jesus Christ and said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? But God looked at Jesus Christ and said, there is my son who will be the saviour of the whole world. Okay, by the world's standards, you might not be the most beautiful person. You might not be the smartest person. You might not have as many friends as your other classmates, or you might not be as popular on Instagram. But what does that matter if you have come to the Lord Jesus Christ and you've asked him to save you. You've come to the cross and you know that your sins have been washed away. You know that you've put your faith in a risen saviour who has clothed you in his righteousness. The world might look at you and say you're a failure, but God looks at you and says you're amazing because you're clothed in my son's righteousness and I love you to pieces. That's why I sent my son into the world to rescue you and save you. And perhaps you're watching this video now and you have not yet asked Jesus to save you. Well, can I say this? What are you waiting for? You too mustn't judge a book by its cover. You might look at us Christians, see us singing hymns at church or reading the Bible, and you might think it all looks odd, it looks a bit strange. But don't judge this book by its cover. Why not open the Bible today, read it, and see if there really was a historical man called Jesus of Nazareth who died for sinners, or whether actually, yes, all of us Christians are just deluded. I think you'll be surprised at how this book will speak to you when you actually give it a chance and open up the page. Ages. One final thing before you go, if you haven't yet subscribed to this YouTube channel, again, don't judge the book by its cover. I know I'm no Instagram model. Please do consider subscribing. And if you would like to watch a video all about sin and how to overcome it, please watch this video here. I think you'll find it very helpful. God bless you all. Thank you for watching. This bucket represents your heart. And what I'm gonna do is I'm going to keep adding different things into your heart. If the bucket leaks, it means that your heart is not satisfied. But if whatever I add into this bucket remains in the bucket, it stays there, that means we have found the secret to happiness. So you're ready for it. Do you want to know what the true meaning of happiness is? Well, stick around to the end of this video because this bucket might just teach you a lesson or two. The rapper Drake once said, live for today, plan for tomorrow, but party tonight, party tonight. And many people spend their whole lives living for the weekend. So let's see if Drake was right. Let's see if parties really do lead to lasting happiness. Let's add some alcohol to this party. 
When I was at university, my life was like this bucket of water with holes at the bottom of it. I kept topping it up with alcohol, with cannabis, with girls, but it just kept seeping out of the bottom. Why? Because those pleasures are temporary. And mark my words, friends, there is a price to pay if you live on Pleasure Island. Peter Pan always has to grow up. Now, many people think, if I get rich, if I get famous, if I make lots and lots of money, then I'll be happy. So let's find out if money really does bring lasting happiness. You see, you know as well as I do, some of the richest people in the world have also been some of the most miserable people in the world. Jim Carrey himself said, I wish that everyone could be rich and famous so they'd find out it wasn't the answer to anything at all. But I know exactly what you're thinking. You're thinking, Joe, so far you've been very superficial. Personally, I love to live for my family. That's what gives me meaning and purpose, spending time with my children. And as a family man myself, I've got to admit, you've got a point there. There is nothing better than a day out with your children, just spending time with your wife and kids. It's wonderful, isn't it? But let's find out if it really is the true secret to happiness. Well, as we can see, the bucket is still leaking. Did you know there is something even better than family that I'm about to tell you about right now? So tell us, Joe, what is the secret to happiness? Well, there's one more thing we haven't tried, and it's called the living water. One day, Jesus met a woman at a well. And this woman would put Elizabeth Taylor to shame. She'd had five marriages. She'd search for happiness in all the wrong places. So what did Jesus say to her? He was weary. He was tired from his journey. We see the humanity of Jesus Christ very clearly in this scene. He said, give me a drink. The woman responded by saying, the well is deep. My dear friends, the well is deep. There is an aching hole in the human heart that all the money, all the success, all the pleasures of this world simply cannot fill. So what did Jesus respond by saying? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. May I ask you a personal question? Are you thirsty? Have you scaled this earth? Have you looked in all kinds of places trying to find some meaning, trying to find some kind of purpose? But every time you go to these things, they leave you more and more empty. Let me put it another way to you. Imagine now I have some kind of superpower and I can make you the king, the queen, and you could have everything you ever wanted. Would it make you happy? Over to you. If the answer's no, then why do you keep chasing after these things? After knowledge, after power, after money, after pleasure. Why do you chase these things when you know they do not make you happy? Do you know what breaks my heart? I know right now there will be someone watching this video and you won't even take anything that I say into consideration. You'll just completely dismiss the message without giving it a second thought. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. But some of you, you're not even willing to take just one bite. Well, if that is you, can I just say this? God is good. 
And even though you've spent your whole life running from this wonderful God who loves you, who's given you breath in your lungs, even though you've spent your whole life rebelling against the God who is keeping you alive right now, he still loves you. The Bible says that he knows the very number of hairs that are on your head. He knows your fears. He knows your anxieties. He knows what you enjoy. And he cares about you deeply. My dear friends, why do you reject this loving God who sent his only begotten son to bleed and die on a cross, to die for your lies, for your blasphemy, for your pride, for your lust. He took the punishment for your sin. God prepared a sacrifice because he loves you so much. Because these sins, they block our way into getting into heaven. They separate us from the God who loves us so much. And they mean that we can never get to heaven because we're dirty, we're unclean. But when Jesus died on the cross, his blood can make us clean. His blood can wash us whiter than snow. They say that Jesus is sort of the bridge between God and man. And I think that's right. This God who was thirsty, who came in a human skin and asked that woman to give him a drink. He also was the God who rose from the dead. Now, come on guys, let's just be honest with one another. There's very few people today that we can trust. The politicians say, I'll do this, but they do the complete opposite. The sports stars are taking drugs behind the scenes to sort of enhance their performance. And even the preachers, let's be honest, it doesn't take much to find a preacher who has committed a scandal today. So we find it very hard to trust people. And any man or any woman with half a brain cell, if someone came up to you on the street and said, drink of this water and I'll give you everlasting life, you'd start to question and think, is this person trying to poison me? How can I trust this person? Well, the truth is this, we can trust Jesus because he is the only man to drink the cup of suffering. He is the only God-man who swallowed death, conquered the grave, defeated it all, and rose from the dead. And let me tell you something, if someone raises themselves back to life after dying, do you not think that person is worth listening to? I've been following Jesus Christ for 10 years in July, and he has never let me down. I've failed him many times, but Jesus has never failed me. He is a man that I can put my trust in, and he's a man that you can also put your trust in. Okay, before you surrender your life to Jesus, before you become a Christian, you do need to know what you're signing up to. Jesus himself said, let any man, let any woman who wants to follow me first count the cost. There is a cost to following the Lord Jesus Christ. And in my own experience, I lost a lot when I first became a Christian. My friends didn't want anything to do with me. They said, Joe, you're now boring. You've changed. And really, they made a real mockery out of my faith in Christ. I've actually been attacked for being a Christian when I've stood up for my faith. Let's be honest, those of us who are Christians know that resisting temptation is no picnic. It can be very, very hard to battle against the flesh every single day. Being a Christian is tough, but when you know the living God and you worship him every day, then you realize what you've been created for. And I just want to tell anyone who's not drank from that living water, drink from it. Because all the cost, all the pain, it's totally worth having peace with God. And that's when you know that true happiness that God created us to find. So, there's really nothing else left to say but this. Receive him right now. Turn off all of your social media and just sit in quietness now. 
and ask God to come and save you, that you might drink of this living water. But if you are already a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, YouTube has recommended a video just for you. Out of all the videos on my YouTube channel, YouTube says you've not watched this video yet. So let's see if the algorithm is right and let's see if you find that video helpful. And if you haven't yet subscribed, please do click here. We'd love your friendship here at Off The Curve Ministries. God bless you all and thank you for watching. If you'll take out your message notes, Mark Twain, wow, dude, this must be a long sermon. Wow, wow that's fancy. Um, Mark Twain once said, the two most important days in your life are number one, the day you're born, and number two. Um, I'm going to get straight to the point because I ain't going to have a lot of time to get into antics of this world and the antics of the adversary that we face each and every breath we take, that it, that adversary, we sometimes tend to think that it's our friend when it is not. The adversary comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and that is it. He is the father of lies, and therefore he is of what he is. Darkness, and darkness is death, and death is without, separate. You won't be sanctified, and you sure won't be edified, and you won't be justified by the repentance in which you get. If you do not hear thus that hath an ear, please hear ye the Lord. The Lord God of Abraham, Jacob, and Israel. The Lord that is. The Lord that was. The Lord that shall forever be. The Lord, creator, maker, heaven and earth and all things thereof. If it weren't for him, then there would be nothing except for him. For he is always forever and everlasting. He is the past that was present in the future before the future was ever no the present. For the present is the day that today is the day that the day was it dawneth. It dawneth on me. It dawneth on me. For the Lord dawn his blessings on everyone. As so, he is blessed. He blesses the unrighteous. He blesses the ungodly. He blesses the righteous. And he blesses those that bless others in the name of he that is God Almighty. He is Yohei He's Yahweh. He's Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Rahasha. He is Jehovah. Yeshua as to the soul El Solo, to the Solo Salis. It's to the Oma, to the Omna Ana Autu. He he is the omnipresent, omnipotent Otopat. He's Onapot, Omanis, and Insulamas. 
He is always here. Forever, he's omni adiga utano atle ete utano ati. And then you go yoda ed ed loda oda ed And then you wonder what am that which I heard it was it. What I heard it that I heard that I hear. That I hear that I have a heart that my soul that does my soul. Mine soul shall be in thine way, Lord. Until you move me into the right place. Put me where my feet ought to be. Put me where I belong. Continue, Lord, to bring me into that full holy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I feel the peace of the peace that was missing in me. I got a God-sized hole that no one knows but me. And only he that knoweth me can fix that that hole that you see. For the sea is deep and the blue is blue. Deeper than the black on you. But then the black there be, the black in me is the dark, dark, dark there and there. And that I know that the sin thou there be in their square. And then your square, not trius, na'apus, la'ta'us. Yea, to know, yes, you see, if you hear it, that I be, and that I be. Yea, yo, and yo, a, ye, a, yo, a, 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 e, 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 o, o, yea, e. Then you'll see to say that your soul must know, that your soul must know that thee is he, that in thee you are liveth in he by the grace and hope for so shall me. Let me be, Lord, let me be. Let my soul be right there where you ought it to be, for you ought. And you bought in your own day, long day, yeah, so. And you sow with life, for life you are. You're the bread that ever, ever fills that hole, that hunger inside that only you can feel. For my soul, my soul, souleth, souleth that it knows that it holy, thou that holy, hey, thou. For no ho, nay, I know, hey, no ho, nay, ha, nay, ha, nay, ho. Nay, ha, ha, na, hey, I know, hey, I, hey, I, a, e, I, o. I don't know, don't For the eat at the eighty, eighty, oto, to know, eighty, 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 as you oto me. So you see, you say, I need my soul, I need my soul to that you can only make. Make my soul thou told, and my heart thou not that falleth that break way. So break way the beggars, break the dawn, for the morning of the one is called Day Star, Day Star. He is all for me in the day of the die, I-E-O. 
for the die. Hey yo, hey see I know he he's the do do hey do ra ho ti. He's a day I dumb mother be my lam dum. How to die I'm dead dear roomly. See the crown, the crown that he's crowned he is. For he's Lord of Lords and Host of Hosts. Holly, ha, ho, ha, ele, alo, e, alo, e, ala, la, ala, ele. No, ele, no, ah, no, say, ah, no, e. They say, eh, ah, nay, ah, nee, na, e. For you don't you know that you know it, that you know that the Lord and only he can save thy soul. For God, creator, maker in heaven, earth and everything. For he's all in all and forever be. I'll stand at the foot of the cross and I'll bow down and I'll lay my head there forth to me. For the bow to the stem, to the stem, to the ground, to the ground, that the eye that I am. And I'll be grounded, Lord, by the Spirit that is the truth, that is that truth, that living word, that word that watereth me. For they watereth, know that they wandereth, eat, and they know to know to wander, oh. Say no, oh, I be, I know. I know the Lord, He is your hobby. He's the Yo hey ha hey he's my hey ha ho yaba ya ha ba ye ye Yeshua she so you ha yo ya ye ye Yeshua ha wa ye 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 yo ha sa ya ye 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 Hey ya so do yo hey ha hey yo hey ya ve ye ve yo la ba say hosanna ya sahana say yo so hosanna say yo sana yo ha sa so so ha sana sa for the shom sam le um sha Say um la she um la la um sha um sha rum le um le um. For the a a do ye the um lo ele she lo um le ele um lo shalom um shalom shalom she a a no sha so shalala e. She la ala ala he ala she. She ala la he ya ha yo ye ye. Yeshua yata asa uchu. Say yo ororor ne yo dum nande yo dum harum lehi aramata a. His apple a bet et et bet lehi. His apple et et rosa. For the table uch et et umama is the umama. He's a mega egg, asamoto. He's a mama, hey, hey, he's the alapalate, he's the atana, hey, yo, hey. He's the ori otai, he's the otai, yo, he's the oromara, yeah, and only by the haze our soul will stay in agreement on that one and that very wonderful.
Resurrection Day. So the Amos, I met the Corpo Athena, Mortis, Adis, Corpus, Atom, Lato, Mor. So no Cordus, Motum, Motum, Batum, Blay. So no Earn Day, Yon, the Orum, Yon, they say, Cause you're Earn Ye, Am, they eat. Then you're in the debt of the Apto, Apto, Pep, et, 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 and you wonder that you see that you never said that see that the magnet Yotomolo. So no A no may no the made say to you. So the made us hold of models who Kumba is Kumpa Kuntra He's Emmanuel Ashu Easy as a as a as a as a so sahamala never saw the isa aso for the asanise easy me say for no may no parlay nor to nay may day is a rompa ella rintente asi rintes in the nisias as a rentas a me so torisa as a a mission that my mission be reborn. Let my pinay hold no port. Let not port that thou that that port there for that the daily foreboding day or summary. Did you all turn door? Did you eat a nail roll? Did you eat a paytum lorum lay? Did you go to Panum to the bay? Oh, so mo, eti eti ocho no to lay. So don't know the door roll, nidi eti door he, nidi eti no the bottom lay to. Let your norum lepe, lot on norum pata, it the omanata is money. He's the alpha topala bunny cha. He's the alpha go to ra motif, but he's alpha not the so that in the tandem tour with the tongue that they'll talk on, that the tango song won't tango long day. No, don't tango, don't blame on body. So no corn play, I'm petty at on Let that soul out that you see be in full submission. Full in resurrection in the breath burn wrath to do no more as to ra say to e compa say to repo apalapa repeat repeat rapa pava yay apa rapa apa day agapa e parapa rabba has a abadava rupatana naha yay yo do you not to hear you so that you so that at the need you roll hey when he rolled the blood the blood that wanders and that no thunder that you 
under that day. Daughter under that nearly also say. So to utter that he bleed, that he bleed, that he bleed, that he bleed to bleed to Melody. In the bleed, there we'll see that they blotted that it out. It did no more let us in for me. And one day, one day, one day, Perry. I'll see the sky say poor, sort of party, Norton, Perlum, boy, said to Perlum, Borum, Platum, Porty, Party, Party, said to Moto, Noto, Party, Lo, Ho. Say the mood is nay, the card is nay, the kneeling mood belays. Nay, say, hey, say, so do you say, hey, or hey, ah, oh, or he, ah. Do you are a nay, no source, no, no, nay, say, I'm not lost, nay, not um, no, to rotum, nay, then no, 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 nay, daddy, not they. That you are so want you watch you hey ya day hey ya day hey ya tana hey tana na ne hey ho ho yay so no hey na 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 yay oh na na yay sat a me to ma to me and amo maya me and maya mo atatano. See me no, motinete motum matum mete mete umpra. Say to partum plae, put the point in day play. Not to tell me to say that the nete get you to mala, but he's up a bala raba ba ye. He's a gapa gape yoshi. He's the shimshari yam rorum. He's up on the road to Mogum Megan digging. So the modem lay him raha. So modem road him lay him bath. So too. Cause on nature no to simple new to magnum lay him magas ate simple ate ate also. So no say GA go J. No to say go gee So don't know the Sega Ega, no to Sega Ogle, no to see go Sega J to way. No to A, no A. Say no hey, lay I no hey. Say be A to play A B. See Mandanda, yea, na la ye. See the Hutum Natarahamata. Sebe e tora nata ere nata ai se ni na ye tano se mete te ture atum na yo tole hechi beshe antum kurum nala